0: are you ready
1: now back to heatwave sports welcome to hour two of heatwave sports here on a saturday night again you're ready for nfl sunday week number two in the national football league Tommy, I know you're watching it. There's that phantom penalty right there that's going to help Colorado out, my man.
0: Oh, yeah, we haven't seen any of those.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, now, the penalties, uh, I get a little uh, sketchy about. I, I don't think they're making the call, but the penalties, I could certainly get sketchy about.
1: <laughs> Colorado now, um, it's like they're in right outside the 20s. So, Tommy, we'll keep you up to date if the, we get a score change here but we should talk about before we get back into the games. Let's talk about tombartonsports.com. Running through now week through four weeks of college football technically into the second week of the NFL. But there's still baseball, right Tom? Still winning baseball.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and it's at tombartonsports.com. I've been I had a lot of clients kind of sign up recently here. Um, and they're asking me questions I could clear up here on the air cuz I know a lot of you guys listen and I get sign ups from here. So TomBarnesSports.com. Everybody always goes, okay. Well, you know, what 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 do I get, guys? You get every sport, every level, every play, everything I give out, literally everything, for two hundred dollars for thirty days. They go, okay, yeah, but but how much is how much do I have to pay you for my wins? Nothing, guys. <laughs> you get every play. Well, how do I how do I get my plays? Every play is right up on my website, or if you want, we email you. It's completely up to you. Eh, how do I know you're telling the truth? I'm monitored at multiple different monitoring sites. I even joined another monitoring site this year because people kept saying, oh, yeah, you know what, uh, you're not a, a, a enough. I was at three, I'm at four. Okay. Uh, yeah, but but what if I don't like it? Cancel anytime. Oh, uh, Okay, but, but what if I want more plays? Guys, you're going to get basically a play a day. Uh, on Sunday, tomorrow I have four plays up. You're going to get plenty of plays. Uh, well, well, what about my money management? I have a money management section for you. Everything that you – possibly can ask as a rebuttal on why you should not join TomBartonSports.com. My answer is after 13 years in the business, we have cleaned up every single aspect of it. If you want to jump on board TomBartonSports.com and make money, I welcome you to do it. You don't start at the beginning of the month. You get 30 days from the time you start. You're going to make money with me. It's just that simple. I'm not one of these hard sales. I'm not going to tell you I have the game of the month or the game of the year. And that's what I should be doing. I should be sitting here and going, TomBortonsports.com, guys. Join right now. Your life depends on it. Oh, it's the greatest game ever. And I would have more clients. But you know what? I don't want to be that guy and, and mislead you. I'm putting up games that have gave me my sole source of income since I've begun this, okay? I'm a professional better. And I put up for 200 bucks, join every single day. You can get my place. That's TomBartonSports.com. Last week, I gave you a free play on the air. It was a winner. Okay? Today, college football, I went 2-1. and That's a winning day. Okay? Last week, NFL, winning week. That is what you're supposed to do. Pull down profits. At TomBartonSports.com, I say it all the time. There's no game of the year, game to put $100,000 on this game. You do what you want. But over the course of the month, over the course of the year, over the course of the football season, I'm going to make you money. And you're going to have no reason to leave. Tim mentioned it. I'm going to have baseball, Major League Baseball playoffs, college football. You get NFL. College basketball comes around. You're going to get that. Hockey comes around. You're going to get that. NBA comes around. You're going to get that. You're going to get everything that you need. And you pick and choose which games you want to play. It's perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. It doesn't matter. We don't even have to talk. Are you guys tired of the salesman calling you up? Are you tired of the sales calls? We don't ever have to speak at all. You go right to the website and that's that. As a matter of fact, if you guys want to, if you if you guys want what I'll do tonight, okay, if you're looking for uh, you know some kind of advice, you guys could text me. I have the number on my website. Okay, you could text me, have a conversation like that. So there's no pushy sales people there. You don't have to deal with any of the nonsense, guys. Just go to TomBartonSports.com. You could add a two in one day today. I have four plays up tomorrow. Let's jump on board and start making some money this weekend
1: after what I consider a terrible targeting personal foul by Colorado State. Phantom one there, Tom. The first one, if you want to say, all right, he face masks, fine. This one, very debatable. Puts the ball on the three. Sanders to Harrison, touchdown. 35-28, Buffalo lead. So Colorado State's got a score here, Tom, or this one's over.
0: Yeah, and uh, listen, Colorado State's been moving the ball today. You know, The the one thing that we have learned... You know, while, while Sanders is kind of a knucklehead out there, he can certainly ball. One thing we learned is Colorado's defense is just non-existent at times. Their defense is just flat out non-existent. So, this is their, their downfall. Colorado State put up 28. Their quarterback has 323. Um, they were able to run in some key spots. Brown, their receiver, 10 catches, 131 yards. You know who they're going to, Tim. We all know who they're going to. Hunter left the game, by the way. So, uh, we don't know undisclosed injury. We're not sure. You'll see the hit on the sidelines that will blame Colorado State, but he came back into the game after that. So Brown um, is going to be the targeted guy here.
1: Yeah, they just showed it again, and that you can't make that call. That was too close. If, I know. Even I'm if it to was, that him.
0: wasn't the reason for the injury, Tim, he came back and played after that.
1: Correct. Correct. And by Listen. the way, that was
0: uh, that was after Sanders was poking guys in the eyes. <laughs> right. right let's go you know, to jack you're, you're not allowed to play backyard football tim and i'm not calling it look i saw people online calling it like you know uh you know thug football i think jason whitlock called it ghetto football. get, get out of here then with those those terms get out of here it's chippy if the if the ravens and and, and you know steelers did it we would call it chippy football right it's a rivalry it's chippy football but if you're playing that kind of game then you can't take it personal when, when that game gets chippy, right? You can't. Yeah. So this is a good physical game. It was a bad hit on the sidelines. Okay, you know, it doesn't mean that that's the reason you lost. And I don't want them to kind of lean on that. Let's not highlight that to a point of that's why he left, because he came back in the game and he kept playing after that
1: hit. No, I was referring to the in the overtime drive. Uh, Kamara hit Sanders after he threw the ball and they called it a target. Oh, okay. And it cost them. Okay, I thought you meant that sideline play that knocked touchdown. No. Okay, this one put them on the three yard line they scored a touchdown next play, but yes, uh, it it is what it is. I mean, you're you know, it is what it is. I just I think in a close game like this, rivalry game, it wasn't blatant enough for me. And I know I like to be that guy, Tom, but I really don't think it was blatant enough to call that. And here it may affect the. But that's the what final I mean.
0: you're team. right. If it, if it's going to be a physical game, let them play. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, when Colorado pulls this out. And i say when. Yeah. What's the line next week for, for Oregon? At Oregon? I think they're in I think they're in Colorado. Uh
1: slip that up. I got it right here. Yeah, it's yeah. at Oregon. At Oregon. Ten? I I was gonna say a little bit less, probably eight. Oh. Ho, ho. Tim, eight you're making
0: me salivate over here.
1: I think do you salivate at ten? You know, I salivate anything under fourteen. Yeah, there you go. Right. I, I think if when they pull this out, like you said, let's let's start the overreaction, right? Because now, what what is uh, what's everybody saying? Ah, oh, well, it was a rivalry game. Hunter was out, like you said. It, it was a tough game. They got it out of the way. Now they can concentrate on Oregon. Let's 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 take the points. Let's take the points. You know.
0: Well, Tim, as a as a, a a fan, a football fan, I hate those excuses. As a sports better, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Let's push that narrative. They could definitely hang with Oregon and USC. Because here's the thing. As a sports better, I'm going, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna load up uh on Oregon. It's not gonna be a level four because I think it's gonna I they gotta win by double digits. Okay, it's gonna be a high level play. But if they win that game, then I'm going triply down <laughs> on USC the next week.
1: And the Rams just tied this one up, Tom. So it's not over yet, my friend. You got an extra point to Whoa. go. What a game. What a game to watch. It's that
0: defense, yeah. or lack thereof.
1: Oregon's going to have a field.
0: What, what, what's the total on this game next week? What do you think? Can I can I get it under 60?
1: I was going to say 60. No, no
0: way. Right? I'm doing 50, 58. Oh, my God. I think I think Oregon scores – I'm dead serious. I think Oregon scores 45 themselves.
1: I don't know. What do you think it'll open at?
0: I think it opens at, like, 62. 62-63. Yeah. Okay. I, I hope I'm wrong.
1: Let's make sure this kid uh, makes this extra point, Tom, here on live radio, and then we'll get back into week two of the NFL – And we're going to another round of overtime, 35-all, Colorado, Colorado State. Woo! Let's go to Jacksonville. Jaguars win in week one, covering week one against the Colts. And they welcome in the champs, man. Here comes the KC Chiefs, Tommy. They lose the home opener, the season opener. All eyes on them uh, Thursday night against Detroit. And here we go. The Jaguars, your Jaguars, Mr. Tom Barton plus three and a half at home, home opener, 51 the total.
0: You know, Tim, this is going to be the game of the day, or, or it should be, you know, uh, the game of the day. It might be the AFC Championship game. That's how much I believe in the Jaguars. But I do wish, uh, I really do wish that this was a completely healthy squad for both, both teams. I wish both teams were completely and totally healthy. But they're not. Jacksonville is missing some offensive linemen. That's a problem. You know, that, that is a problem against Chris Jones coming back. Travis Kelsey is back. He's twerking and stuff. So that's good for the Chiefs. But, again, it's early in the season. If this was week like 10, I'd be all over Jacksonville plus 3.5. And, and, and I lean Jacksonville plus 3.5. I do. The offensive line worries me. Patrick Mahomes doesn't go 0-2. That worries me. But he's on the road here. He's on the road in an environment that might have a little rain. He's on the road in an environment where – His defense can get gashed at times by certain situations. I know everyone's looking at Detroit last week and going, look, they held Detroit relatively in check. They did, but Jared Goff was on the road. That means something. It was game one of the season. That means something. Um, They didn't have great passing, but if you watch what Jameer Gibbs did to them, and now you think about what Travis Etienne can do to them, that kind of play calling is really going to be massive at this spot. The Jaguars' defense was better than what people thought. Last week is not a real great indication, I think they're going to be able to kind of hang with them here when you're talking about defense. This could be one of those classic games of who has the ball last. I do think that it's going to be a shootout. I do look at this and say Mahomes is back. Uh, It's going to be, well, uh, Kelsey's back with Mahomes. It's going to be really hard to make them go 0-2, but it is still in Jacksonville. It's still plus three points, three and a half points. It's still a spot where if Jacksonville wants to be a player, if Jacksonville wants to be that team, that next step, this is a game you have to win. You have to win this game. So where I look at this, you go, okay, Ridley's going to be tough to cover. I think it's not going to be necessarily the Ridley show. I think it's the over the middle. Like I said, Travis Etienne, five yards out, boom, hit him. Christian Kirk, who had a slow week last week. I think the crossing patterns can really hurt them. Uh, Zay Jones could be a factor. And it's going to be up to Trevor Lawrence to kind of find that. Find those areas. Find those spots. Find that that, that soft cushion that Kansas City does allow on the defensive side of things. I have no fear that Patrick Mahomes is going to put up some points. But I also think that people are underrating what Jacksonville's offense has been now going back to last year. This Going back to last year, Trevor Lawrence from week nine on was absolutely eye-popping numbers. Week one, he looked good again. So I think it's going to be one of those games where last person to have the ball is going
1: to win. With the Kansas City loss, did this line adjust any? No, it really didn't. Um, it,
0: it went up about a, about a point. I, I saw it at two and a half um, you know, right away, like before preseason sort of about two and a half, and now it's sitting where it is. Yeah, you know, It's not a game that you have to look at and you have to say, uh, you know, it's going to be a massive change because Kansas City lost. Because I, I don't think that early in the season people are going, oh well, you know, I I, I know that Kansas City can't go 0-2. Because I think that, that while it is weird to see them go 0-2, they still feel like if they do go 0-2, they still could make the playoffs and be okay.
1: I feel – you know, and I agree this could be an AFC championship game come January. I, I just can't see the Chiefs going 0-2, Tom. I, I mean, it has to happen eventually, but I just don't see it, man. I, I think that loss, I, I would say – I won't even say woke them up, but when you – is Chris Jones playing tomorrow? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Just, the, just for the return of those two guys, Kelsey and, and Jones, just from a – Adrenaline boost or a morale boost. I think you know they're 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 wide. Their eyes are wide open. Tom, they they realize what happened. It's the NFL is a game, and they know Jacksonville is one of the top teams there. I think they come out ready to go.
0: But Tim, isn't there something to be said though? Um, and, and I agree with you. But isn't there something to be said that Kansas City cannot continue to lose high profile players year after year after year, and then just be okay? Travis Kelsey might be, be fine out there, but you know he's not 100%. Tony dropped a million balls, okay? Um, you look at the replacement guys, the Rices and what. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have that guy. Even Pachenko didn't look great. So can they continue to keep rolling out these dynamic, unstoppable teams week after week after week, year after year after year, even though they're losing players?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. It's a good point. And really, when you look at these two teams, Jacksonville's the younger, fresher. They're red- They're the ones ready to step in and take that spot. So I, I see the mo- I see the motivation on both sides. I was just presenting the the other side of the coin. That's all.
0: I think your side of the coin is what most of the public believes. I think that that's why the line is Kansas City on the road minus three and a half against a Super Bowl contender. I think that because your side of this equation. Is exactly what the public believes. And that's the logical way to look at it. But I think that there comes a time where every great team struggles or falls. And we used to watch this with Brady and the Patriots for years, first four games of the season. Remember, to Cincinnati, early in the season is when you got to get them, when they're discombobulated, when their guy's coming back from holdouts, when there's guys maybe a little banged up, when they're trying to find that secondary guy. Mahomes doesn't have somebody he can trust right now. At that time, these are the times where you were able to get Brady. You were able to get Manning back in the Manning years. You were able to get Breeze. You were able to get Favre. You were able to get the greats of the greats early in the season, first four or five games of the year. This could be that kind of situation where, okay, you can stop them on the road with Trevor Lawrence in a spot like this. This would be one of those, uh-oh, oh my goodness, Kansas City went 0-2. But when you really break down the tape, you go, okay, I could see why.
1: Colorado with a touchdown and a two-point conversion, Tom, in the second overtime, so up eight. Colorado stayed with the ball. They got a sc- and to the two points, or again, I'll say it, this game is over.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a double score here, right? Yeah. And Colorado's in a great position to take a shot because they can't lose right now. You know, they can't lose on, on this drive. So that two-point conversion really changes the complexity of things.
1: Packers victory over your Bears last week. Head to Hot Atlanta to take on the Falcons, the the young new look Falcons, right? Tommy, a, a franchise that's been kind of in a rebuild here for the last, I'd say, five at least five years. But all young guys, and they're uh, they looked they looked okay last week, Tommy. They're a two point favorite. The total sits at 40.
0: Tim, do you like the 1920 style of football? Because we're gonna get it tomorrow. Atlanta runs more than any other team they have a massively talented wide receiver in Drake London who didn't even get targeted last week right they are going to run 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 and run some more the problem is the Packers just went up against a running team and looked pretty good against the Bears the Packers front is pretty pretty solid Jair Alexander is a lockdown corner and then their front it's just difficult to run on them. Now, you can can hit them with slants. You could hit hit them with secondary receivers. And they're going to have their struggles when that happens. But Atlanta's not doing any of that. Atlanta's coming at you, and you know exactly what they're bringing. And tomorrow, the Packers might be saying the same thing. Aaron Jones is out, so you can forget about those little passes outside. Watson might be out. Dobbs is banged up. Uh, The entire passing game for the Packers is either banged up or just non-existent. So they might be doing a little three yards of a cloud of dust in a dome so there's no dust three three yards of a cloud of uh, you know artificial pellets we will say that might be the situation tomorrow for both teams. And if you're getting into a fight and you're going okay I'm gonna use my best against your best but it's not really what I want to use in Green Bay It's more what I have to use against what you normally use you have to lean Atlanta. My problem here is that I go you know unit for unit and the defense of Atlanta is not nearly as good as the defense of Green Bay. The offense of Atlanta is probably a little bit better, but not well-rounded. I think it's a classic toss-up game, and look at the spread. That's exactly what it is. I lean Atlanta slightly because the, the injuries are just mounting for Green Bay, but uh, I, I, it, I could absolutely see Jordan Love pulling this off, not because Jordan Love's a great quarterback, but because, again, it's an Atlanta defense that does have some problems. Atlanta needed all of their turnovers last week with Bates with two turner, two interceptions. They needed that. I don't know if Jordan Love makes those kind of mistakes tomorrow.
1: I want to see. We saw a little bit of it last week, right? You're going to go with a two-headed monster in the, in the in the backfield for Atlanta and Algier and, and Robinson. But it looked like Robinson carries went down as the game went on, Tommy, and they went more with Tyler. So just keeping those guys fresh all year is going to make them tough to beat, like you said, because they're going to wear you down because that's the style they're going to play. And then when you're least expecting it, right, Tommy? London, uh, Pitts, Matt Collins, they have receivers there that could stretch that field. So Atlanta's dangerous. They're a dangerous team.
0: Yeah, they are. And that's the thing. Are you afraid of Jordan Love without Watson, without Jones? No, I'm not. Am I afraid of Bijan and Algier? Yeah, I am. You know, and if they ever add the wrinkle of, oh by the way, we can throw the ball in mean, this team, and they have talented guys. You said it, Drake and Pitt. Uh, they can be really something to, to scare another team. I don't think that tomorrow is that day to scare them, but they could pull out that tight win. Maybe it's maybe it's who's going to make the mistake first, right? Is that is that is it going to be who can who's going to try to force something that just isn't there?
1: Penalty on Colorado State takes away a touchdown, Tom. So third and goal. Oh, another flag. <laughs> yeah, another one. Third and goal. Uh, Colorado State has two two chances to get this one in here, or we're gonna wrap this up.
0: They have to get two touchdowns in the next three plays, Tim.
1: Ba- yeah, basically right.
0: Because they got to get that two point conversion. So they, they get they have three plays to get two touchdowns. That's it's asking a lot. That's why that two point conversion is so
1: important. In what would be considered, I got to find that that soundbite somewhere, but in what would be considered the Toilet Bowl game of the week? The you have a gambling problem if you're betting on this game. That, that encompasses this next one. Indianapolis at Houston, battle of two first-round quarterbacks. Uh, Tom, first-round pick quarterbacks in Richardson and Stroud. Texans, a one-point favorite, 39 and a half the total.
0: Yeah, you got to remember, look, Richardson left banged up last week. Everybody thinks he had a great debut. I watched the game. He can't throw. He can't yeah. throw. Okay? I mean, again, he can run. He can create. He cannot throw. <laughs> Toilet Bowl game of the week. Nice find. I love it. I DeMond love it. it. DeMond found it. Nice. Thank you, DeMond. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look. Richardson can't throw. C.J. Stroud looked uh, like he belongs back in college. And neither one of them, that's not an insult, neither one of them looked good, neither one of them looked poor, but their deficiencies certainly showed up. Um, Houston Texans could be down three offensive linemen for this game, Tim. And the Colts do have a little bit of a push there. If you're going to beat the Colts, how you're going to beat them is you're going to go to the air. And we watched that late in that game against Jacksonville. You can go to the air. They have weak corners, weak safeties. And you could beat them specifically on the borders, you know, the flag route or the seven route. You could beat them on that route all day long. I don't know if CJ Stroud could beat them all day long. I don't know if Nico Collins could beat them all day long on that route. They want to run the ball with Pierce and kind of get the ground going, play good defense. I don't think that that is the way to attack the Indianapolis Colts. So I wonder, are they going to unleash CJ Stroud and allow him to take advantage of what the weak part of the Texans defenses or the Colts defenses on the reverse side. I think the Texans defense is pretty good, but they're also a little bit young and for them, it's the same thing. You, you, you have Stingley who's over there on the left side, but on the right side, you could throw on them all day, all day. Will Anderson's going to try to stop you from running, but you could throw on them. But can Richardson throw, this is the epitome of toilet bowl game of the week.
1: AFC North matchup, AFC North rivalry games, Baltimore, Cincinnati, the Bengals looked atrocious last week in a loss. Baltimore looked atrocious in a win, right, Tom? They, they beat up on that team we just talked about in the Texans. A game that was never in doubt, yet they never really looked good. I guess you put it that way. Dobbins now out for the season again for the Ravens. Lamar, uh, this, this uh, vertical passing game, I didn't see it too much last week. So a lot of things we're, we're looking at in week two where the corrections are going to be made by these coaching staffs. Burrow. For Cincinnati, Did, uh, what was it, 80 yards back? He didn't look good at all. So lot, lots of questions to be answered here. Or could it create more questions after week two? The Bengals, a three-point favorite, 46 is the number.
0: This is an interesting line to me because everyone just expecting that Joe is miraculously going to look fine. I mean, the Ravens have compiling injuries, and we see that all the time. Injuries on top of injuries on top of injuries for the Ravens, right? It's constant injuries for the Ravens, even more again now. Outside of Dobbins, they have defensive backs hurt again. And you're looking at this game, and while Joe Burrow has struggled against Cleveland, he usually does pretty well against Baltimore. People are going back there. But, Tim, I'm not completely convinced that Joe Burrow is healthy. I wasn't completely convinced when we did our preview, and I said, I don't have the Bengals uh, you know, winning this division at all, and people had the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. I said, week one, I was betting against the Bengals. Why? Because I didn't believe in Joe Burrow. I didn't think that Joe Burrow was healthy. And I'm here in week two, and suddenly, what, six days later, we're supposed to believe Joe Burrow is perfectly a model of health? He looked terrible. Don't blame the rain and the nonsense. No, this was a Miles Garrett problem. And if Roquan Smith could do anything like Miles Garrett could do tomorrow, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. This is still a team that wasn't sure that Joe Mixon could carry the load. He's the guy back there. Still a team that wasn't sure if Joe Burrow should take some time off. If you remember, his number one receiver, Jamar Chase, told him, don't even come back for the first four or five games, right? Don't even come back. Maybe he knew something that we didn't. You have to have complete faith that your, your medical team is going to be able to prognose have a prognosis that Joe Burrow is going to look so much better in seven days than he
1: did because he looked totally hobbled last week, Tim. We do know... History shows that the Bengals played, they they beat the Ravens and they play well against them. So that's something to keep in mind. I want to see on the other side. I want to see what Baltimore does after a sleepwalk week one. I want to see something come out of this team offensively that we're waiting to see. We want to see, you know, Zay Flowers had a good debut as an NFL wide receiver. But now you get Big Andrews back in there, like you said at the beginning of the show. That, that security blanket, I think it makes Lamar feel a little little better there. And, and you know, Gus Edwards is going to have to take the reins. Justice Hill is there as well. Melvin Gordon came off the practice squad. Melvin Gordon, actually, Tom, chose to go to the practice squad rather than be released because he likes the, the uh, family atmosphere in Baltimore. And now he gets a chance to be put in the mix as well. So I want to see the Ravens throw the ball like they said they're going to do. That's why you brought Todd Monkin in to begin with. So let's see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm scratching my head, but at the same time, I feel comfortable that I think Baltimore can win this.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I, I do believe that Lamar slept, slept walk a little bit through it, but I also, I also have to say, Tim, a lot of that might have been just trying to get used to this new offense, which brings up a whole new slew of questions. Can he get used to the new offense this quickly in a week? We are expecting things. On week two, we expect so many things to change from week one if we want to right? Oftentimes, you're going with a lean, and then you find reasons to agree with your lean. You go, I like this team, and then you find reasons. Um, I'm the opposite. I go, I like this game, and then I try to find reasons why I don't like it, and I go against it. And I I, I liked Baltimore. I told you I kind of like Baltimore plus the three and a half because of all the things I mentioned about Burrow. But in the same breath, Tim, I can also say, I don't think that Baltimore is also fully comfortable with the offense that they're running or trying to run. It is a lot to take a guy like Lamar Jackson, who has been a run-first quarterback. I'm not going to call him a running back like I used to, who is a run-first quarterback, high school, college, and in the NFL, and has had massive success and made millions of dollars with this philosophy to suddenly turn around and go, okay, everything that's worked for you your entire life, when you have huge 300-pound guys in your face and you're going to get tackled, Go against all those instincts. It takes some time. He may buy in. It may become that passing game. It might go there. But I don't believe that it's going to be an easy transition.
1: Let's take the final timeout. We come back. We'll go into the afternoon games and get you ready for Sunday night football as well, Tom. It is final. Colorado number 18 in the country, 43. Colorado State, 35. And... What you should do when you're the 18th team in the country, Tommy, you, you storm the field after you win. How about that?
0: <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now back to HeatWave Sports with Tim Mugglesby and Tom
1: Barton. Hey, 10 o'clock. On Fox Sports Radio Las Vegas, 98.9 FM, 13.40 AM for the Super Sunday night edition of E Wave Sports. Week two NFL recap. We'll sneak some Major League Baseball into the mix as well, Tom. As, hey man, we're at the 10 game market, it looks like, for a lot of these teams. And we'll know, it's safe to say, we'll know what next weekend, what these playoff matchups are going to be. I'm, I'm getting hyped up because I think the playoffs in Major League Baseball are going to be really, really good this year.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I really do. Um, do my Yankees make it, Tim? Six games back, they have garbage teams outside of Toronto who they play six times, and they have to take on Toronto.
1: Can they make it? Absolutely. Uh, I think they're going to leave you waiting at the altar, though, man.
0: I can't believe I'm having a conversation. <laughs> I, I mean, but, but, but listen, they have now won 15 in the last 19 games. <clears throat> so it's time to... You know, start saying, okay, they got the Pirates tomorrow. They got three against the Jays, three against the D backs all at home, then three against the Jays, and then two against the Royals. It is not crazy to think that they could take five of six from Toronto and, and steal this thing because that's who they're chasing is Toronto.
1: No, you're right. You're right. I just, the only thing I could see being the, the caveat to that would be their pitching, their starting pitching. But it's, it you know, when you're beating bad teams, it doesn't matter what your pitching looks like at that time. So,
0: uh, it, it's, it's kind of, we're going to get humiliated in the playoffs, but yeah.
1: <laughs> How's Carlos doing, man? <clears throat> Carlos. Oh,
0: Mr. is, is he on the team? Is he on the team?
1: Yeah. I think he gave up eight runs his last start, didn't he? <laughs> wasn't, that the, wasn't that the last loss was him? <laughs> he, he goes tomorrow. Oh, okay. Here we go. Carlos, he goes, redeem he goes yourself. tomorrow.
0: Yeah. He goes tomorrow on the road against the pirates. No, he had a good, he had a good start last start. If you okay. remember, he uh, – against Boston, five innings, one earned run. Before okay. that, he got humiliated, so.
1: No, look, I've, we've seen we've seen it happen, Tom. So, the way that the Yankees can hit the baseball against – and they play, like you said, the schedule is definitely in their favor. So, uh, wouldn't shock me at all. Wouldn't would not shock me at all. I afternoon. like it. Let's do it. Let's take a look at this afternoon slate, Mr. Barton start with uh start with the team that home team here that will be in the mix for the number 1 pick next year along with said Houston and said Indianapolis it's the Arizona Cardinals. They lose up in Washington last week and now they welcome in the New York Giants who if 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 it was for one of the most embarrassing losses in in recent times it was the Giants on Sunday night football getting just Humbled by Dallas. So here comes the overreaction. And I think the line states that overreaction, right, Tom? It's the Giants minus four on the road, 39 and a half. Had the Giants not even won, had they kept it close, Tom, or had they won? What is this line tomorrow instead? Uh,
0: I, 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 at least a touchdown, I think. Yeah, I think it's at least a touchdown. You know, just the fashion that the Giants got humiliated. And something about Arizona also, we know they have no offense. You know, James Connors banged up and he's about all they have. But something about Arizona, they play tough, right? Their defense play tough. I said this and I know it's preseason, but I said this in a preseason game. I watched that first half against Russell Wilson. You know, I don't bet on preseason, but I took uh, the Broncos in that game. And I said, I was worried, not necessarily because of how they played, but just flying all over the field. This Cardinals team wants to play for this coach. I think he's a bad coach, but they want to play for him. And the defense kind of scares you. But I do believe that Brian Dable, um, you know, kind of has set a precedent here. And we have never seen a Brian Dable team looked how bad they looked, uh, just sleepwalking through things. They had a nice first drive, and then things just fell apart. This is not a game that the Giants have to win. This is a, a game that Giants have to win convincingly. And I know it's across cross country, and I know it's on the road, and I know it's a tough car. I don't care. If the Giants want to be taken serious this year, this is an absolute beatdown. This is a game where you do not take your foot off the gas. And we can go back and we can give you all the numbers and all the stats about teams that get humiliated, teams that get shut out, teams that lose by 10 or more points. Coming back in week two, everything favors the Giants. I have to be in the camp that says, I didn't like what I saw. I still don't believe in Daniel Jones. I still don't believe that they have a downfield passing game. I think they have to go out there and get a downfield receiver, and they still haven't done that. Hyatt's a nice player, but he's not ready for that role yet. I still also believe that the Giants have some defensive holes. All of that is true. I just don't think the Cardinals can take advantage of that. I can't see a world here, Tim, where the Cardinals win this game unless it's one of those years where the Giants totally collapse. If the Giants lose the game tomorrow, the Giants might be in that top five picking position. I- I'm dead serious. There's going to be people flipping out about tear up Daniel Jones' contract. I
1: I can't I can't even fathom them losing, let alone not covering here. I I think it's a bounce back game, and you said it the, before the break. You said when you lean a certain way, you think of things to keep you against the lean, right? Going against that is is your your. Uh, your voice for Arizona, other, other than they like playing for their coach and they're a good, spunky team. I mean, Josh Dobbs. I, I you can't make me a believer, Tom. I mean, I've seen weird things happen in this sport, but I just I can't find a way for them to win this game.
0: No, I agree. I completely agree. It's a it's a tough road to go if you're if you're trying to find a reason to like this team.
1: How much how much money is coming in on the Giants? Wouldn't you think that everybody's betting the house on New York tomorrow?
0: they're really not it, it's not as much as you think they are they're not in the top five most bet teams but they're they're I think they're they were listed at six or seven so I mean money's coming in on them sure hmm. just not nearly as much as you think that it would be I think because people were again the last thing people remember is watching the Giants play so pathetically
1: yeah NFC West division game here San Francisco. Looked damn good last week in that win over Pittsburgh on the road. They stay on the road. They'll head to SoFi and take on the L.A. Rams, who looked pretty good, Tom, against a win up in Seattle. The Liners, a road favorite of 7.5, 45.5 the total.
0: Uh, Look, the only thing, I I don't like the total. I I don't like that it's so big, you know, such a big number here. Uh, But I, I will say this. Look, there is something to coach against coach. And Shanahan absolutely, utterly owns this matchup, okay? Absolutely owns this matchup. And recently, and against the spread as well, in, in all ways does he own this matchup. It's not a spot you want to be betting on, uh, you know, and, and thinking that all of a sudden this team is going to be good. Tutu Atwell and Puka, they, they were nice. It was a nice little story. And And I actually think both of them could be players here. But you're going up against the best defense in the NFL. Shanahan... 10 and 3 against the spread against McVay in his career 7 and 0 since 2020. He just owns them. He's got the better team. I know it's a lot of points, Tim. There's no way you could get me to bet the Rams here.
1: Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of they call they call, that, they call that uh game tomorrow fall into one of the teaser specials. I've seen a lot of these teasers, Tommy, that they have San Francisco on it. So, and Dallas, the next game we're going to talk about. Dallas Coming off that win uh, on Sunday Night Football, home, welcome in the New York Jets now. No Aaron Rodgers, nine-point favorites, 38-and-a-half, the line.
0: 38-and-a-half, Tim, for an NFL game right now. Um, oh, wow. We had a lot of unders in, in week one, but that'll tell you what, what we believe this game is going to be. Tony Pollard, Brees, Hall, Dalvin Cook, run, 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 run. Uh, but only one team can pass, and that's Dallas. The thing is, this is that. Do you believe that Dallas has a secondary option? Because Sauce Gardner didn't look great last week, but he was up against C.D. Lamb. I'm sorry, he was up against uh, um, uh, Stephon Diggs. He's going to be up against C.D. Lamb. If he's able to neutralize C.D. Lamb, who's Dallas's second option? Do you believe in Jake Ferguson's the guy? Do you believe that it's um, you know going to be a banged up Braden Cooks? Is is that going to be it? Do you believe that Michael Gallup is going to find kind of the the I guess fountain of youth here? that starts to be the issue the jets defense is massively underrated. you know in our fantasy team i grabbed them i think that they are massively underrated williams is a, is a stud i said that it's going to be a battle between who's a better defensive player this year between gardner and williams because i think that they're both that good nine points is just a ton of points to give up to a tremendously good defense i don't think zach uh, zach wilson is going to be any better Uh, I don't think he has to be that much better. This is a run game. Keep the ball away. Low scoring, 30. There's no way I'm laying nearly double digits in a line where we have a total at 38 and a half. I'm not saying I love the Jets. I'm jumping on it. It's not a free play or anything here, guys, at all. But there's no way I'm taking Dallas and thinking I'm going to win by double digits. That means you just assume that the Jets are going to score like 10 points or less. That's a lot to ask
1: for. Yeah. you know, and and a lot, a lot of the jokes in in the media about Zach Wilson, and let's be real, he's still got a lot of talent there with him. Uh, the all, the all. Hope is gone with with Rodgers going down. I, I'm not buying into that either. But, you know, where do you put the Jets now, versus where you put them at the beginning of the preseason?
0: I had them missing the playoffs, Tim.
1: Yeah. You know, I
0: have have been on record in saying that if Rodgers went down, I think they could be a better team because they're going to devote their their commitment to the run more and play defense more. And I'm going to say the same thing. I don't think their win total really increases or decreases. I think Zach Wilson can be fine as long as he has Cook, who, by the way, Dalvin does look cooked, Uh, as (laughs) long as he's got Cook and Brees Hall behind him running effectively. I still think that this team could win nine games. I, I, I think if you have a defense like this and you have a running game, they can still win nine games, but I don't think nine games gets them to the playoffs. So not a lot has changed for me.
1: And probably the one of the least watched games tomorrow, I would assume, Washington, win last week over Arizona, heads to Denver to take the on the Broncos, who lost to Vegas by a point. So Denver stays home for week two matchup. Russell, you spoke about Dalvin Cook looking cooked. Russell looked cooked as well. Yet the Broncos are a field goal and a hook favorite. At home, 38 and a half is the number. Oh,
0: they are totally (laughs) cooked.
1: They (laughs) are. Russell Wilson is
0: just done, guys. He is just just done. No matter what you look at, no matter what metrics you look at, he is just finished. And it's it's a sad state of affairs to watch him go out like this. Uh, But he's done. And, And... we have to just kind of accept it at this point. I and mean, this is this is what we are accepting as a uh, as a society at this point, that Russell Wilson's finished. And, you know, Washington isn't world beaters by any stretch of the imagination, but I liked what Sam All did. I like that Chase Young's coming back. I like the defense. I like the matchup of Dotson out there. And, and I just do not believe Denver and Russell Wilson should be laying points in any spot. What have you watched over the Denver Wilson, uh, Denver Bronco-Wilson era that says that they should be favorites? What have yeah. has anyone seen that says that they should be favorites in this spot? Are we kidding? Her? Come on, Tim. You know, how are they possibly favorites here?
1: You and I like to talk about coaching discrepancies. And, and look, Sean Payton did what Sean Payton did in New Orleans. He's been out of the game for a little bit here. And I know he's got to get his offense implemented in Denver. But Ron Rivera has been a steady hand for years, Tommy. And if you're going offense versus defense, I like Rivera in this in this situation as well because you said it. Uh, Russell didn't do anything last week that makes me feel like he's come back from last year's poor performance. There's injuries in that receiving core. They're banged up already. I don't know who runs the ball anymore in Denver. So there, there's a lot of issues there. And, and Ron Rivera, um, bless his soul, man, he, he – knows how to put a good defense on that field. And and look, it's the Sam Howell experiment going on there offensively with uh, Eric Biennemi. So far, so good, right? I mean, it wasn't spectacular, but he did what he had to do to beat a team that uh, was gritty last week in the Cardinals. So let's see what happens this week. I I lean with the points as well.
0: Yeah, I think you have to. I I mean, you know, to me, you're looking at this game, and until I see Russ turn into – what Rush used to be, then I have to just go with this.
1: The Sunday nighter, NBC, the get-out game, the, uh, the the makeup for all the bad bet games here. And, you know, earlier we talked about the possibility of after two weeks you could see the Bills and the Chiefs, Tom, and the Bengals all being 0-2. How about a Patriot-Bill Belichick team sitting at 0-2? As Miami comes to town, the Dolphins a two and a half point favorite, and the total is forty six and a half.
0: How about a Bill Belichick team zero two at home?
1: Yeah,
0: you know that is pretty remarkable. And yeah, what Belichick did last week um, was pretty impressive defensively. But I have I have to tell you guys, if there's anybody in this league that has had Bill's number, it's Tua. And I heard somebody tell me this uh, you know last year. And it was kind of tongue in cheek, or so I thought. It was it was another ex NFL player, and he said, "Maybe Bill just doesn't know how to defend a lefty, because two is four and zero against him. Two's completion percentage is sixty eight point five. Now he does sort of slow down Tyreek Hill. Okay, uh, Tyreek Hill has not had a hundred yard game, but he did have a ninety four yard game. I, I look at this game and I go, the way that two is playing, and the the ability for him to kind of take what the defense gives him, it's a bad matchup for Bill." The world is going to be on the Patriots. I get it. Everyone is going to love the Patriots, and I initially did too. I thought the overreaction would be Patriots all day. But the more I look at it, the more I break it down. Anybody impressed with Philly's defense? Because I'm not. Okay, so that makes the Mac Jones tearing them up a a little bit less impressive. Miami, you can absolutely play against Miami. You're going to have to run on them, and Stevenson's going to have a big game. A Prop bet, I like him over the 56 yards. Uh, I, rushing, I, I love that. But you turn around and you go, okay, what what are we looking at here? You know, what is the spot uh, where you know the the whole world is looking one way and you take the other way? I think a lot of people are going to be on New England tomorrow as the chase game because Belichick's not going 0-2 at home, except they don't realize that Tua sort of owns him.
1: What about this side of it? You said we're not impressed with Philly's defense, so we'll throw out Max three sixteen and three touchdowns, right? But what about Philly's offense? Are you not impressed there? And I know you talked earlier about Hertz and his situation. But last week, Belichick's defense, they only gave up one touchdown offensively to Philadelphia. Other than that, there was an interception return for a six. And uh, there were two basically 50-yard field goals by Jake Elliott that uh, beat New England last week. So can we see? that happen again? Is the defense ready for a Miami offense that just put up damn near 40 against the Chargers? I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It's a different environment there in in Gillette over SoFi. So I'm interested to see how Belichick has planned for uh, another top-notch offense coming into town.
0: Yeah, and and it's a different kind of offense, right? I mean, Miami doesn't even try to run the ball, and they're just going to go
1: after you, and
0: you have to cover too. Bill takes away the best guy. All the time. He goes, I'm going to take away your best component. That's why he's taken away Tyreek Hill to a certain extent. But what are you going to do with, uh, with Jalen Waddle? And that, and I think Waddle becomes kind of the key tomorrow. And it really is, what, what do you take? Will Tua force it? Does Tua feel on top of the world now where he feels like he could force it? If he does, that could be their downfall.
1: We'll talk about the uh, Monday nighter, Tom, tomorrow night on the Super Sunday Night edition of the show. Anything in the NFL, real quick, before we head on over to the the fun part of the show, the free plays.
0: Uh, real quick, uh, the conversation about uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers coming back for the playoffs, guys, put that out of your minds. Um, if if Zach Wilson gets them to the playoffs, are we inserting Aaron Rodgers? off of a rehab at 39 years old uh, to, to start game one. I mean, is that what we're doing here, Tim? Come on. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've, I've heard it numerous times already. And they had, here's the thing. Literally, the day after his surgery, ESPN had to have an interview with the guy on his couch. I mean, really? Why? Nobody cares. Man. Nobody cares about that, Tom. But unbelievable.
0: But he's polarizing. Yes. Or he's so I'm
1: told. He's an idiot, too. Man. <laughs> okay, last week in the free play section of the show, Tom, you were the only winner, man. You were 1-0. and you, you said, I love Jacksonville. I love Trevor. Give me, give me the points. You got the points. You got the win. So, we'll start this week with you. Free play for Tommy Barton. Well, I'm being Mr. Chalk again here, Tim.
0: Mr. Chalk oh, again. Oh, wow. And I am going to make everybody in Las Vegas hate me. I'm taking the Bills. My, I see it at minus eight. I don't care if you're getting it at eight, eight and a half, whatever it is. I think the Bills absolutely romp tomorrow. I believed before the year began that this team was a Super Bowl championship level team. I don't believe that after one game that was just against a dynamic, dynamic defense and bad fumbling, that they're going to fall apart. It's at home, it's across country. Vegas is banged up. This is one of those statement games. If the Bills do not not only win the game, if the Bills don't have a statement game here, you could almost rip up their Super Bowl championship run. They gotta make a statement. They have to come out. And I think we're gonna be sitting here tomorrow night and going, Yeah, that's the Bills that we all expected, and here they are, they're back.
1: So you're gonna take the Bills laying the nine? Is that what we're gonna what's the number we're gonna agree on here? It it's eight pretty much everywhere. Okay. Bill's minus eight. You sure you don't want the money line, Tom? I'll give you the money line here in this contest, man.
0: You want to give me four to one? I'll lay the four to one. I've got no. i I've laid I've laid four to one before in my life.
1: I'm not laying anything. I'm just giving you the option if you want to take the, the easy win and take the money line. That way you don't have to cover the points, man.
0: I'll give me the money line. There you go.
1: Okay. Bill's money <laughs> line. <laughs> Bill's money line, I mean, Tom.
0: <laughs> if you're offering it... <laughs>
1: Hey, here well here's the thing right Tom if it wins it wins it doesn't matter what what the what the number says you won the bet so yes yes. <laughs> All right for contest takes bills minus eight Tom um, Chris Wynn he wants oh, here we go Tom let's just say everything here We know how the Chris win special works. Chris Wynn wants the Patriots plus the two and a half in the Sunday nighter at home.
0: Like I said, everybody's gonna love the Patriots. <laughs> he may be right, but he's he's gonna be with, with the vast majority. Everyone's gonna be chasing pats.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And the Timmy Teaser took an L last week as Pittsburgh and failed to show up in that game against San Francisco. I had double digit points at home and they got blown out. Baltimore did come in as a winner for me. I'm I'm going back to the, the grill again. Back to the grill again, Tom. Timmy teaser week two. Give me the Ravens plus the 10 on the road in Cincinnati, and I'm writing you. I'm going to take the Bills minus the 1 at home. Bills minus 1, Ravens plus 10. What do you think about that?
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah, it, it, it's – I leaned I leaned your, your Ravens because of the Burrow thing. I mean, if Burrow comes out there and he, he looks perfectly fine, you went down fighting. But I think even a, even a healthy, perfectly fine Burrow – you still got a good shot here. Yeah.
1: Tom likes the Bills minus eight. Chris Wynn, Patriots plus two and a half. Timmy teaser is Ravens minus or plus ten. Ravens plus ten and Bills minus one on a seven pointer. I'll post those all up over there on that t- Twitter. X, whatever you want to call it, at HW Sports. Make sure you follow Tommy also at Tom Barton Sports. Uh, Tom, close it out. Let's just give the the website. You got the YouTube video, and I got your podcast loaded and ready to go for when I leave work tonight.
0: It's a good one, guys. Go check it out. I have Michael Lombardi join me this week who told me who the best wide receiver in football was. And, no, it's not Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Go check it out. Believe in betting on the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. I could use those hits there. Check me out at TomBartonSports.com. Get on board. Four plays up tomorrow. Two totals, two plays Go check it out right now. It's TomBartonSports.com.
1: Tommy, tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, my man. Talk to you tomorrow, guys. For Tom Barton, Damon Cotton, Tim Ungles, we have a great sports Sunday. Enjoy your football Sunday. 10 o'clock tomorrow night here on Fox Sports Radio Las Vegas. Good night.